You're listening to Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, and all things modern culture. I'm your host, Minji Chang, and thanks so much for tuning in for this week's episode of First of All. Wherever and whenever you're listening to this, I hope that you are safe and healthy and well. Um, I am recording this in the middle of March 2020 in Los Angeles, California. And for anybody who is living under a rock, uh, you'll be surprised to know that we are in the middle of a health crisis with COVID-19, aka coronavirus. Now, um, yeah, my my topic this week or that I've been meaning to talk about was a personal update on things that I've learned from becoming newly single these last few months um, and learning how to be alone. And coincidentally, I think it coincides very much with the state of the world right now. And so I'm going to kind of tweak the lessons learned and expand upon them in this particular context um, because currently there's a lot of people who are dealing with quarantine and isolation and this new reality that we are all sharing right now and having a lot more time to ourselves. So before I get into this topic, um, I did want to take a second just to address the, again, the state of reality that we're in because, you know, I've had a lot of thoughts and feelings. If anybody's been following my Instagram, I actually have been traveling quite a bit in the midst of all this and having my own thoughts and opinions. But I want to, you know, since I am a platform, there are many people that are tuning into this from around the world. Um, I do not want to feed into the fear and the panic, but I do want to take responsibility, A, and B, note the Note the significance of this moment. You know, I don't think everybody freaking out, getting to a frenzied panic um, and getting into this paranoid state of mind is going to be helpful. And that's something that I would love to mitigate and prevent and reduce. Um, But I also do want to take into account that this is a very serious time. So as much as people may be feeling a lot of fear and there's a lot of I mean, this huge ripple effect that's happening within our society, not just locally and domestically, but internationally. And we are all interconnected in case y'all didn't know. Uh, Financially, the fear that people have about what if they do get sick and what if they do lose loved ones or something significant happens to them. And also the financial repercussions of people not being able to work or um, honestly even see their loved ones or, or socialize. There is, you know, a significant... Uh, downside to being away from those that we care about, not being able to interact with one another and function normally. And this fear and this panic that's spreading, um, all of it, all of it, like life as we know it is in a different place right now. And we don't know when it will go back to normal or what this new normal will take us to be. Um, so I want to acknowledge that because that's really important. And that's very significant in this time. But I want that to be acknowledged in a very sound-minded, logical, calm state because honestly, the frenzy and the panic is not going to take us anywhere good. It is causing people to become 
absolutely crazy right now with fear. Um, in light of all the different negative situations that we're finding ourselves in and the, the just the fear of the unknown of what's going to happen tomorrow and, and onward, um, there's a rise in racism. There's a rise in xenophobia. There's a lot of crimes that, you know, even not even like in a criminal extent of like somebody being beaten or assaulted, but there's a lot of fear and hate that's being directed right now to the Asian community. And Y'all, this is not the time for that. It never is the time for that. But even now, there's no use or good that's coming out of spreading more hate and vitriol and hostility towards people that are not responsible for the spread of this virus. There are Asian people that are being um, targeted and attacked and and taunted and treated and sprayed with hoses and just all sorts of bad things that I that are coming to my attention and that are being reported Um through real-time, you know, social media updates and whatever from individuals who are experiencing them. So this is not like hearsay. There are actual groups where people are um, sharing what has happened personally to them from directly from the horse's mouth. And it's not, a, it's not okay. So there's a lot of, um, and for lack of better words, there's a lot of chaos that's happening right now. I don't think, you know, just because you're not experiencing it doesn't mean that it's not happening. So in light of that, I think I want to infuse what I, my intentions with anything that I'm saying is a place uh, to create more understanding, to create more compassion, more love, uh, more proactive compassion, more proactive acts of kindness, because honestly, there's enough bullshit out there, you guys. There's enough meanness and a lot of fear and anxiety and um, honestly, just so fear-based right now. So in light of that, I just want to bring these to your attention. It's not to rile you up and and, and make you feel like everybody's out to get you because they're not. But there are people and bad things that are occurring right now that do need our attention. And I think we collectively need to kind of breathe together and um, be there for one another. I am here for you energetically. I still think that that counts in my apartment, in here in my place in Los Angeles, you know, out into the world through the airways. I am sending you love. I'm sending you peace and I'm sending you hope because everything is going to be okay. But in order for those things to be okay, we need to calm down and we need to be there for each other. Okay. As cliche as that sounds, this is not a laughing matter. There are genuinely like people's lives and livelihoods at stake right now and and mental health and their well-being and if we don't keep that in check and if we don't keep ourselves in check and if we are not there for one another when we need um things could get a lot worse a lot more worse than necessary so i'm just calling that out um calling it is what it is it's not okay this is fear-based behavior um it's nothing new honestly if we look back in history like there's so much there's other diseases like the SARS and the swine flu and like mad cow disease. Like there are so many different instances where things that were unknown and that were, you know, out of our control to a degree, but actually were in our control. That fear really drove a lot of crazy behavior. So we just need to be smarter than that at this point. We have social media. We have technology. We have communication that we are able to communicate with one another, be more educated, be more clear-minded, be smarter, and be strategic about this so that it doesn't need to get worse than it than it already is. Um, right now, my hope is that the worst you know, at least in terms of behavior, right, has 
is reaching its peak because I know there's been a lot of frenzy. I mean, grocery stores, all these places are getting wiped out right now. People are freaking out, fighting each other over like toilet paper and stuff like that and detergent. Um, but like, let that be the worst that it gets. And hopefully, you know, the racist behavior and the hateful behavior and the hostility will subside because people will just hunker down, stay in our corners, be safe and like just handle it. Right. Okay. Like I, that's my prayer. That's my hope that the worst is in that aspect over in terms of the health element, the bio nerd, the public health nerd in me, um, I don't call myself a nerd, the public health student in me, uh, I don't think that that worst is over. So that's something very serious. And I do hope, again, I'm not an expert on this by any means. I still have a lot to catch up on. But airborne virus, like a virus is, it spreads. And I feel a lot of guilt right now that um, I was in Texas last week um, for over a week because I was flow I flew out there for my cousin's wedding and I was supposed to be out there through South by Southwest. So my original plan was to be out there almost two weeks. And in between that I had actually planned a really quick trip to New York City to go see a friend's musical. Multiple friends of mine were in the musical Cambodian rock band, rock band in Manhattan. And so I had made these plans prior to the coronavirus breakout, um, before any of the severity hit the States. I think it was a situation in China, but, um, you know, I just kind of continued on with my life as is. And I was not going to miss my cousin's wedding because we were taking health precautions. We were being really mindful. No one was touching. We sent out the alerts. Um, South by Southwest was still happening as at that point. And we were planning. I was producing two events, the Asian Pacific Filmmakers Experience. Um, and, you know, during like literally the day that I landed, was the day that South by Southwest got canceled. So everything kind of in my life was in an upheaval. I had decisions to make in terms of, should I fly back to LA? What's going to happen with this wedding, which was the next day? And all a lot of family had flown in for that. Um, and was I going to take the trip to New York? At the end of the day, I did spend a week out in Austin and I did take my trip to New York. And that experience in and of itself was really eye-opening. And honestly, in a weird way, like at the time I felt, okay, I'm young. Um, I'm not likely to die or I'm not planning to be around elderly people or anything like that. So I felt like my risk was minimized. So I decided to take that trip. In hindsight, yes, I'm really glad I got to see my friend's show. I'm so grateful I got to watch Cambodian Rock Band because literally it was the last show and the next day they were, they were shut down in New York. Um, but, you know, there's a part of me that feels incredibly guilty and I wonder how much... Uh, risk I exposed to everybody else, including relatives and friends and family that I continued to meet up with during that time. So, you know, there's, I'm really conflicted about that. And right now I'm in that self-quarantine mode. I am isolating myself to my space and I want, um, people to take that seriously. Now I know this whole PSA situation is going on, but this is serious guys. So I'm just going to, you know, it's, it's my podcast. So I'm going to speak my mind. Please take this seriously. You know, it is more than, just about you. And if you haven't caught up with the news and you're understanding what's happening in other countries and what we need to learn about how the infrastructure is 
is not being sustainable right now. And honestly, if you're living in the United States, y'all know that our system is not sustainable as is. Our healthcare system is not even a properly functioning system. There's millions of people in this country that do not have insurance, okay? And we are draining resources right now. The hospitals are like starting, they're going to increasingly get flooded with patients, okay? They're already regular sick people. They do not need, these doctors and nurses, who are my friends too, like these are people that I love and respect and who work their asses off to get to the point where they can serve and help people who are in need. They are, I mean, can you just imagine the amount of stress and the amount of exposure they're going through. And if they get sick, like literally who's going to take care of us? So for anybody out there who's like really of the mindset, like I'm just going to keep carrying on with my life and just do as I do and like go out to do whatever, like like I have been doing, honestly, please check yourself and please for the betterment of yourself and everybody else, this is serious and just stay home. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not going to lose that much you will continue on with life because if you are healthy and you are, you know, you good, you're going to be good. So for the betterment of everybody, chill, just chill and stay home. You have Netflix, you have your computers. Literally, we're getting isolated, but we still have everything functioning. Y'all know what I mean? Like this is a very cushy situation to be self-quarantining ourselves in. This is like a staycation in some ways for a lot of people, like I'm going to talk about in this podcast, um, which I swear to God, I'll get to eventually. But that is what I'm asking of you. You know, I was not taking it as seriously. And I was just like, well, I already got exposed. Might as well go. Like, I don't know how badly it's going to affect X, Y, Z. I don't know who I'm going to be around. It's serious, you guys. So, like, it, it goes all the way even to, like, the hoarding and all that stuff. Like, literally, take what you need. Be prepared. But y'all, we're we're going to be okay. So, for the people that really do need, don't take more than you need. And don't, like... This is not the zombie apocalypse. I swear to God, like this is serious and it's a health situation, but get ready in the right way. And I'm still learning what the right way means, but I don't think like just the hoarding is, I don't know. It's just spreading more panic. So I just need to call that out for what it is. And if I'm wrong, please check me and like talk to me. But honestly, there's more that we need to be doing logically. Again, not in the fear mindset, but in like a calm, logical mind that we actually need to be employing at this point versus like, I don't know, hoarding toilet paper. Like if you're at home, this is like my my brother brought this up. If you're at home and you run out of toilet paper, you're still probably like in a functioning shower. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if worst case scenario, A, like B, ration that TP. But, like, you're still going to have running water. Like, you'll have soap and water, I hope. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. This whole fight over toilet... I don't get it. Um, Also, I'm fortunate enough to have, like, a Costco supply of my own at home. So I'm not freaking out about it. But I get it. Anyway, um, other things. Like, please do the research. You know, don't just sit there in paranoia and panic and fear. Cut Cut that shit out. And just go Google like what you need to do to be best prepared. From what I understand, you know, we need to do the self-quarantining thing. There is an incubation period. There's there's a number of days between the time that you like, if you get the virus and you start showing symptoms, there's a handful of days that you have before you're going to even start. So if you feel fine, great. I hope you stay fine, but you still may have that virus and you still may be spreading that to other people. So again, check yourself and just stay 
where you are. And if you get, if you are young and healthy and you do get it and you will feel sick and you're, it's going to suck because y'all know what the flu feels like. You know what a bad cold feels like. That's generally the area that we're talking about in terms of the severity of this for a young, healthy person. If that is you, because that's my main demographic listening to this, honestly, then you better get ready to like have food and fluids and like, I don't know, tissues to blow your nose. Again, keep staying away from each other. Um, get some Tylenol, get some, you know, makes, I'm going to make some chicken soup y'all. And I'm going to freeze that because I'm going to have that ready for if, and when I get sick and the likelihood that I'm going to get sick for me, I'm just accepting it probably going to happen, um, at some point. So I just want to be ready. So get ready in the right way. And that's what I think is, it's important for everybody to just get calm and to really think about what y'all need to do to be ready in the right way. And just stay away from the elderly. Stay away from any people that um, may be, you know, having underlying issues that could put them at heightened risk for like really going through a way more hellish period to deal with this sickness and or possibly die. Like this is a, that's a reality. So take that seriously for the time being, you know, follow precautions, follow the CDC, listen to what people are warning you just to be safe. It's honestly right now better to be safe than sorry. So sorry, not sorry for this long PSA, but this is my two cents on it. You know, we're, everyone's freaking out. Just be smart. We're all smart, y'all. Like when we're not freaking out and panicking, Honestly, this is like the producer in me. This is like when everything's falling apart at like a collaboration event. Y'all, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know what I'm talking about. High stressful moments do not call for freaking out and falling apart. This is not the time to crumble. This is time to breathe, relax, stay calm, be the calm in the storm. All of us need to calm down, okay? And for those of my friends and listeners who have been staying calm and staying rational and connected and supportive, thank you. Thank you for being good energy. Do not lower your vibes to the lower vibe people. It's not going to help. We all need to get up, okay? Um, be as positive and as centered and as smart and reliable and responsible as you can. I will. I promise to be more responsible. I'm not going to expose myself to unnecessary risk um, as much as humanly possible. And I'm going to brush up. I have a lot more educating to do for myself. So um, yeah, and if you have recommendations like share that i'm really appreciating all the information that's being shared um really quickly i want to do a shout out to my friend andrew chow who's the founder of boba guys but he's also on the small business commission he spoke in front of congress and he's been doing some really you know amazing work speaking on behalf of small business owners which is a huge percentage of businesses the majority of businesses in our country in the United States are small business owners, including my parents, including me. Like technically, I'm you know I'm a freelancer. I'm a small business owner. So um, financially speaking, these are things that are really going to affect our lives today and for a long period of time. That that financial ripple effect is not going to die down anytime soon. For everyone out there, especially my creatives and like small business owners and the hustlers out there, this is going to take a toll on us financially. Figure out what you got to do, and um, yeah, I'm here for you. I'm sending you all love and hopefully I can share more stories. I'm going to be creative about this and figure out what I can share by myself or with people remotely uh, on this podcast. I, I promise uh, to put out, maybe I'm going to, I don't know, double my episodes instead of one a week, but I want to be there for all of you guys. This is a good therapy for me too. You all know that. So we'll be there for each other and we'll get through this and this too shall pass. We're going to be okay. Um, 
just just be good, okay? Be good with you. That being said, um, and probably left out a lot of things that I want to say because I came into this being like, I have so much I want to say about this. But um, I'm going to go into the topic at hand, which is uh, learning how to be alone. Now, this goes to the larger life chapter that I've been in my life, which is becoming single as of late last year. And so in some ways, I feel like I've been kind of being mentally, emotionally prepared for this moment in which... You know, I'm further alone, but I actually in this in in this scenario, because I'm still healthy and like, okay, like I feel good and prepared to be alone. That may not be the case for everybody else, especially when they're feeling fearful of like what's to come. But so these are my takeaways and things that I have learned, what I prioritized um, from having to navigate my life in a new chapter from being in a serious committed relationship for two years and having a partner and having a companion um, to learning how to be independent on my own, self-sustaining, self-sufficient, um, and and not even just in a logistical way, but really mentally and emotionally, because it is a really big change of lifestyle. So in light of that, uh, here are some takeaways and hopefully some advice and encouragement for you and how you can better embrace and handle being alone in this time. Whether, you know, again, you're newly single could, could apply because you could also be listening to this when coronavirus is long gone. Uh, in that case, like, yo, high five, you made it through. But also, you know, just for everybody right now, because we're all kind of like more or less in isolation. Um, so I want to start that off by saying being alone, there is an element of loneliness and there that's kind of an inherent part of this journey. But the part that I want to highlight is a differentiate a differentiation between being alone and being lonely. I definitely went through tremendous loneliness, losing somebody that I love and having them out of my life, honestly, in some ways, fearfully, it felt permanently and maybe irreparably. Um, that is a pain that is just unlike any other. Um, it's apples and oranges. I mean, people, people pass away, people move away. There's a lot of different ways we, we may lose connections with, with others. But I think, you know, choosing to walk away from somebody and like losing that, that counterpart and, um, Embarking on a new chapter alone is one of the hardest things I think people go through, um, period. So in that being alone, um, I definitely dealt with the loneliness. And the loneliness might be a huge part of this whole quarantine part of our lives as well. If you are double whammied, my God, like seriously, my heart goes out to you. Um, for the rest of us that are just alone, um, you may deal with the loneliness. You may get lonely. Probably will. I honestly think that part of the radical acceptance of life is just to accept, yeah, you're probably going to feel really lonely. So in light of that, um, I think number one thing for me was learning how to be quiet and be still. There was a big vacancy in my life of of Kenji, of having this person that was like there with me every day. We lived together and everything. Um, having more time and having quiet and stillness in my life was really, really scary at first um, because it was just a reminder of his vacancy and my aloneness and my loneliness. Um, but I think at this point, you know, I can say that I've really learned to appreciate that quiet and that stillness. There is so much value in 
blocking out or just having less noise. Um, I think it's a really great opportunity to embrace stillness and to incorporate stillness as a really good counterbalance to all the noise and all of the action and all of the activity in our lives um, through meditation, through quiet and thoughtful introspection that can be, you know, that could be in the form of journaling or through like, honestly, I heard some friends of mine doing like more voice journaling. They're literally doing what I'm doing on this podcast, which is just speaking to a microphone and like letting their thoughts out. It can be a form of self-therapy. And that quiet and that stillness, you know, at first can be really uncomfortable because it is such a, uh, what's the word? Like just such a stark contrast to where you were before in terms of like, maybe you're going out all the time. You're interacting with coworkers. You're like going out and eating food, doing brunch, like going to the gym, like having everything really grind to a halt. It's very, it's a jolting, like crazy change of pace. Right. Um, so just, it's fine. Again, if that's really unsettling to you, that's totally normal. But I hope that you can learn how to embrace that because that quiet and that stillness can, it can bring out some of the best things in you. It can bring peace and it can bring clarity um, in so many ways. For example, in my stillness and in my meditation, I mean, I've shared this in previous podcast episodes, but it really has addressed some of my underlying issues. Like, why am I so lonely? Why do I default to certain behaviors? Why do I have such a, what, where is my pain even coming from? Like in my breakup, I was, it was just like a complete destruction of my ego. And honestly, if I was just go, 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 like some of my vices, you know, has been dating other people in the past. It was hooking up or like just distracting myself with relationships that didn't really mean that much, but just made me feel less alone. Um, being being alone and like not wanting to default to those like those default behaviors that I knew deep down were not helping me and were no longer enough to even like make me actually feel better it actually would make me feel worse was a really big deal so in light of the quiet I had to start addressing like what is my life and as much as we have all of these other distractions, which again, I hope that you in a proactive, like healthy way do participate in. At some point, I think we're all going to just like, even in the severity of like the illness that's happening right now and the rate at which people are getting sick or like people are feeling afraid, I think a very natural byproduct of that is going to be this introspection and this reevaluation. And this quiet is really, really good. In that way, I'm not happy about this virus, but I'm glad for the stillness. I think my one of my other vices and one of my other like coping mechanisms, whatever, is just to stay extremely busy. People have like, that's one of the main things that people would describe me as. It's like, Minji, you're so busy. And like a lot of it, I'm not going to say is stupid busyness. I've been totally active in my career, my hustle, my passions. And I, in a lot of ways, don't regret any of that. But I also know that the reality is I've, I've maintained a pretty big distance between addressing some really key, like it's a procrastination method of addressing really key things about me and myself and my soul and my psyche and my ego, all of it by staying actively participating in 
everything else in work, in collaboration, in acting, in voice acting, in producing, in writing, in Kenji, in my girlfriends, in my family, in like in vision boarding. I don't know. Like there's so many other ways that I've stayed completely occupied and having everything grind to a halt, making me fill my hours in a different way and finding that certain ways of filling those hours were no longer satisfying or even like an option for me has been so helpful. It has been uncomfortable and painful as hell, okay? It's not been fun. But hopefully, you know, this can be an opportunity and hopefully less painful for you to embrace the quiet, to meditate, and to get introspective, to reevaluate what is really meaningful. What are things that you've been putting on the back burner? Now you have the space, because literally you have to be, because I hope you are self-quarantining yourself, um, to address Like there's literally no better time than now. And if there's anything that was like threatening your future or your safety or your sense of like security, yo, if this isn't it, I don't know what to say, but really there is no better time than now. So I hope that you will embrace that stillness and embrace that quiet and move on to the second part, which is being proactive and being consistent. Being on my own, I had to really look at my habits. Again, this couples with like what I just mentioned before, which is, you know, all the vices and all the default coping mechanisms that I had. But it was like a really great time. And it still is because I'm still in it. It is a really great time to take that quiet, to reevaluate and to be consistent and proactive about what it is that I want to do. So that's two and three, and then actually it combines with the fourth, which is being intentional. Like I had some really big wake-up calls. I had some moments with my therapist. I had two different therapists. Um, I'm going to do a separate episode on the inner child work, but the that was like honestly life-changing. It freaking rocked my world and changed my life to have like the inner child healing moment just to realize all the stuff that I've been like bottling up and not addressing and hurting over and honestly self-sabotaging or limiting myself and my true potential and not loving myself. These are all things that really came to the forefront of my life and my mind and my heart, my soul in these last few months. And so it really lit a very urgent fire under my butt to be conscious and be intentional to better myself and better my life because there was literally nobody else that I could or should or want to turn to except for myself, myself and God, like literally that's it. No one else can fix your life for you. That's all you, boo. That's all you. You got you and you're the best resource. You know the best of like what you really need. You just got to ask that question. So when you ask those questions and you start to answer them, again, the answers may not be pretty. They may be really, really difficult and they may be painful. They may be uncomfortable, probably most likely uncomfortable because it's going to either like boost you out of your laziness or like go into some dark spaces that you didn't feel like you were ready and you probably never will feel ready, but you still got to. It's going to be weird. You know what I mean? But like radical acceptance, just accept it. It's going to be weird and it's going to be uncomfortable. But like when you address that, you can start to be proactive and you can start being intentional and you can start taking action about how to better 
take care of yourself. And when you take better care of yourself, you can better achieve your goals. Because I know everybody out there, I don't think there's anybody out there who does not have some goal of some kind, whether it's to get more physically fit or healthier, make more money, find a better relationship or make an existing relationship better, you know, make peace with yourself. And like the self-care world and the self-love thing, that is so real right now. If you have those goals and you have those intentions and then you can now implement habits, again, in this time of quiet and reevaluation and isolation, it's no better time than now. So set those intentions. Like you have probably a much freer calendar right now and you have limitations in terms of like where you can go. So this is where like it can be fun. It can be fun in light of all of the chaos and mayhem and the emotional, psychological turmoil. It can be fun because this is where you get to be the captain of your freaking ship and start steering it to where you want to go, okay? Um, so for me, I needed to be proactive about my mental health. That is why I decided that I was going to have a therapist. And right now, I'm not even sponsored by them, but there are options with things like BetterHelp. I'm sure at this point, any like therapist or psychologist who still wants to be in business and have an income, but still wants to be available to their patients can do these things virtually via Skype or FaceTime or whatever. Um, I had to take that step. And honestly, like real talk, I was very resistant about the mental health part, which seems so embarrassing and hypocritical because I am the biggest advocate and the biggest preacher of all preachers. Like mental health is so important and we got to like take care of our minds and whatever you got to do, boo, like you do it. And telling everybody and genuinely meaning it that if you go get therapy and you go find help, that it is amazing. And I applaud you. And I meant every word of that. But somehow when it came to me, it was something that I resisted. It was something that I felt embarrassed about or that like somehow it is it is admitting defeat in some way or revealing myself that I am not able to take care of myself or handle things well alone. And that was a very big wake-up call because it was me facing my own ego, my own self-criticism, and my own self-judgment because that is a very big barrier in addressing some real problems, okay? Now, I'm so grateful. Last year, after I found out that one of my dear friends committed suicide, I'm so grateful that I was literally backed into a corner, that I was falling the hell apart, and that I decided to reach out and get help. Because my hypnotherapy sessions, I genuinely think that they helped save my life. I mean, long-term. Because I wasn't in a place that I was going to like inflict self-harm, but I was in a dark space. And who knows how long I would have stayed there or how long it would have taken to heal or start addressing some real life issues and like just let go of that that pain and that sadness if I hadn't taken that action and if my therapist, Penny, hadn't been there for me. And it's just funny, like fast forward a year later, like life changed. I didn't continue on with therapy, but like, again, the problem will never go away until the problem gets resolved. So I had to address that. So that's just an example that I'm sharing with all of you guys in terms of like being proactive and being consistent and being intentional about taking action on things that are like dire, that the stakes are high. And if I didn't take care of it, it was going to like continue to bite me in my butt. Um, Another aspect that I think that I really want to get smarter about that I'm really facing and that honestly I feel a lot of fear about is my finances. Um, I would love to get more financial experts on this podcast to share about their strategies. But as a freelancer, 
I have, even before I was a freelancer, even when I had a full-time job, even from honestly out of college, I really struggled to be financially secure. Like I have had income, like, thank God, I'm very grateful. I'm not rolling in cash, you guys. And I'm not really great about like handling credit card debt. I've gotten way better. So I have tips and things and advice that I would love to share just because I think I've I've gotten better, but I'm still not great. And in this space right now where I'm freaking out about where my income is going to come from and like that financial stability feels even more unstable now more than ever. This is where like I'm going to get freaking educated. I'm going to sit and look at all of my bank accounts. I'm going to look at the things that I'm spending unnecessarily on. I'm going to get that in order because it matters right now. It's going to keep mattering every day. And every year, honestly, has been an ongoing lesson for me to be proactive, to be brave, like literally looking at your debt, looking at your loans, looking at like the money that you need to earn is terrifying, okay? I don't know about you all but I can take a wild guess that it's terrifying for you too. Looking at the truth is scary. It is one of the scariest things. I have like put that off for so long. My arms are flailing right now, okay? Because I have shoved it away much like I have shoved a lot of like my childhood traumas and things like that. I've pushed them all the hell away and I've I've survived. Like honestly, little little pat on my back from Inji. Like I've I've maintained. And in a lot of ways, honestly, in light of all of the crap that I've been through, I am proud of myself that I am here, that I'm breathing, that I I feel sane and that I feel hopeful for the future. But my God, when I take a look at like the stuff that I've put off and that I have not been intentional or brave enough to like look at and really attack head on, it's a little upsetting. I'm not going to lie. But I'm being real with you guys because again, we are in a moment where everything right now is getting checked. And I want you all to like, hopefully see that at the end of the day, it is a great thing. It is a very important thing. It is maybe the most important things that we push away. And in this time of upheaval, where everything is like, literally, it's like your junk drawer being overturned. And it's like, all right, let's look through it. No better time when you got time. You know what I'm saying? Um, It would be worse when, you know, Honestly, if you get sick or like if something happens and like, I don't know. And who's who's to say like who knows what's going to happen? So I'm just saying um, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. If this can be a way for you guys to like really check and not overwhelm yourself, but like do it one thing at a time. And do things in a digestible manner so that you feel strong and just do it incrementally. Honestly, a 1% improvement on anything per day is amazing. Like literally that's all I'm asking of myself. I'm being a lot more gentle with myself, but I'm making sure to be disciplined and being consistent. That is my number one thing. My intention is to be disciplined and consistent. Those are things that I think will make a huge impact on the long-term effects of my life. And generally, like in hindsight, I'm in my 30s now, I can say, yeah, the little tweaks that I made over a period of time are the things that made the biggest difference. Case in point, like my fitness, like my consistency with working out. Um, So yeah, in terms of if that's a habit that you want to build and if that's a way that you want to pass the time, my God, I can't think of anything like that. Just starting with your own physical body is such a great way to start building consistency. Again, you don't have to do like suddenly become a marathon runner or whatever right out the gate or become some bodybuilder, like weightlifter. 
But just to do something, like whether it's like turning on YouTube and doing like a Pilates thing in your living room or doing a HIIT workout, the high-intensity interval training, y'all, if you have not checked that out yet, there's so many body weight exercises and so many at-home workouts. YouTube is probably going to become like incredibly lucrative because there's going to be a lot of viewership now. Um, but there's so many free things at our disposal. I hope you will like look into it and, and treat yourself, like treat yourself good in the way of not, um, indulgence, but do things that are good for you. Okay. Working out is like, when you feel like everything else is out of your control, your body is number one thing that you can control. Start stretching, start working out, feed yourself good food, hydrate, and just stay well. And that also in turn is going to build your immune system, just saying, biologically speaking, um, that will boost your immune system. It will decrease stress. It will have you digesting properly. It will literally just boost your mood, everything. Oh, I cannot recommend working out more and finding your creative way that suits you to like stay active, move your body and building consistency in that manner. When all else fails, like I say, start with the physical and start with your body. Um, but yeah, that, that means for the original points is to be proactive, be consistent and be intentional. Um, also right now, I think be connected. Um, that was something that really, really helped me in the last three months of being alone. Yes, it was about being alone and being without my partner, but it also helped me connect with other people in my life that have been just so supportive and so loving and so instrumental in me finding myself again and finding how to be alone on the day-to-day because still the majority of my time is alone. I go to bed alone. I wake up alone. I ate alone a lot, but like finding ways to connect with friends. Honestly, again, reminder, guys, we still have technology at our at our disposal. There's nothing that's like, just because people are getting sick doesn't mean the Wi-Fi has been cut off, okay? And we still have our phones. So stay connected. Use this as an opportunity to catch up with friends, okay? If we can't see each other in person, like honestly, it has been kind of overwhelming for me the last few years to keep going to events and all this stuff. And I've been very, very dra- drained and honestly feeling the financial repercussions of going out all the time. It's the perfect time to like FaceTime and Skype people. Do a Google Hangout. Like have a genuine heart-to-heart conversation with somebody that you haven't talked to in a long time. Check in on your parents, y'all. Like really, if there's a better time to like savor moments and connections that we have with our parents and grandparents, because real talk, they are the they are more at risk than again, the demographic listening to this podcast, they are more at risk of having really detrimental effects to their health right now than us. So real talk, like it is a really important time to savor those moments. Make sure that if you want to repair relationships, if you want to be a better person to yourself and to others, this is a really good time. When you are alone, it is a huge reevaluation moment. It is a time when you got to sit down and remember and think about who is really important, who are things and, you know, who are things, who are people that have kind of fallen by the wayside and who are people that you want to just reach out to and you want to check in on to see if they're okay and how you can be supportive to them. Um, and honestly, if we all did that like once a day, or twice a day, like honestly took five to 10 minutes to just check on different friends and like really take that moment to be present with them. Holy crap. Like I am just reminded how lucky I am to know the people that I know and how loved that I feel. And honestly, for me and becoming single again, it was a huge element of healing for me. 
um, you know, it still didn't replace this love that I had, I had lost and this like relationship that was now gone, but damn, like it was just really, really refreshing and, and enriching to remind myself, like I have good friends. I have my family, um, my girlfriends, yo, I need to do a shout out to all my dear girlfriends. I am so, I don't know what I did or do to deserve the love that you guys give me. But oh my God, it's been so much love and so much support like beyond my comprehension. And I just need to say thank you. And because of that love that's poured into me, I want to continue to be love and light to anybody else. And it's just, you know, it's time for us to be there for each other. So in in terms of being alone, having those moments of like that, those oasis moments, those connection moments to rebuild relationships with other people that matter, to be a support system to them and to allow to be supported to, to receive love. Oh my God, that's another podcast thing. I am so bad at receiving love. I'm getting better, but I have been historically terrible at it. And it's been hard for me, even though I have all these loving people in my life, to reach out and to just feel support. Um, You know, these are cycles, man. These are symbiotic relationships. So be there for others. Learn how to have people be there for you. If you are feeling like tremendous loneliness, if you're feeling lost, reach out for help. If you can't find it from one person, don't despair and give up just because like maybe that person is not in a place where they can be there for you. Don't give up on that. Like find somebody else. Be resourceful, you know? Uh, And that takes me to the next point. Besides being connected for real and being present, building relationships with uh, others, is be creative and be strategic, okay? So, again, we have more hours in the day now. We always had the same amount of hours, but now we have more hours to ourselves, right? Yo, I'm sorry, but I'm really excited to be alone because I feel like I have space to, like, think about my creative projects. I am creating schedules for myself. Like, because I don't, I'm for the, you know, near future, don't have events or other things or screenings or whatever that are going to be occurring. I want to be as resourceful about my time as humanly possible. It will make the days go by well And I don't think that the hours will just blend into each other because I will have time allocated to certain things. And again, you might not be the same person as me, obviously, like type A, whatever. But just putting it out there, like be creative with like all this time that's on your hands. There's so much that we can enjoy. Like, honestly, I'm really excited to watch movies and watch shows because I have watched very little in the grand scheme of things. And I'm a freaking actor. I want to be a writer and director. Like this is the time to study my craft even more. I want to be more disciplined about my writing schedule. Um, I'm scheduling my in my workouts. It's actually making me even more creative with my food prep because I have to be strategic and creative. My resources are limited. I can't just go to the market or grocery store whenever I want. I can't expect everything to be like Amazon Prime to me. Not that I ever was that person anyway, but I'm like literally looking in my um, my storage and like, oh, I have all this pasta that I haven't eaten. Okay, cool. Like that has a long shelf life, but I can also make it with this. Okay, I have this produce. Like how quickly I need to eat the lettuce first because that's, that's going to go 
you know, bad quickly. I got to eat that cauliflower that can stay a little, like, honestly, that's just an example of like strategy. But it comes down to that. Like with the limited resources, I personally like challenges like that because it makes me get creative. It makes me get smarter. It makes me get sharper. So just putting that out there as like a silver lining to this, there's a lot of room for creativity and innovation and growth. Okay. There's ways to, to pass your time strategically that is to your benefit. If there's ever a time that you wanted to like learn a new skill or think about a business that you've been wanting to build or whatever, or like even how to run your own business or like literally go on YouTube and attend Harvard because someone, I think my dad or someone told me they put up, they put up whole lectures from like top universities around the world for free. There's ever a time to like learn something new and sharpen a new skill set, learn Photoshop or whatever it is that you want to do. It is right now. And that is something that you can strategize in the fact that you are now going to be introspective, take your time and prioritize, be intentional and become consistent. Come up with a curriculum for yourself, you know, design your own website, start a new service. I don't know. We got to be creative because y'all, we need to eat, you know, and um, get educated. Don't just let the hours like waste away. These are precious hours of this brand new challenge reality that I think can be really, really great. So for me, um, yeah, I'm honestly in a lot of ways looking forward to it, to reassess a lot of things and to schedule things out and learn how to like stick to my schedules and honor my schedules, honor my time the same I would. You know, they say that like treat your meetings with yourself, like the appointments that you create, like working out or whatever, you know, this, this time for writing, treat that as like a meeting with somebody else. Like literally, if you had a meeting with Steven Spielberg, like you would not be late to that. You would not show up or like brush it off. Like it didn't matter, right? You would treat that with importance and the same thing you got to do for yourself. And that's what I learned being alone in the self-love. Like I need to treat myself with respect. I need to honor my time and I need to honor my effort and my energy just as much as I do, if not more than anybody else. Because if that's not, if that's not correct, if I'm not coming correct for myself, I will not come correct for others. And that's where like resentment and all this, like mm, all this bad stuff starts building up, honey. So don't do that. Um, I know there's probably a lot of people out there who are guilty of that, as am I. But this is a good time to change that. Um, yeah, in terms of strategy stuff, like honestly, seriously, address your finances. Look up what resources are at your disposal in order to like handle your debt. Um, I cleaned all like my malware out of my computer. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like just cleaning house right now. Um, learning how to be a better homeowner, everything. It's been quite the whirlwind in being alone because I don't have other people necessarily. Like Kenji was a really great domestic partner and we helped each other and we, um, you know, in cohabitating took care of a lot of errands and things together. So now I'm on my own. So I got to shop for myself. I got to like figure out repairs or like anything, like how I want to build out my studio by myself or whatever. Like I, I'm left to my own devices. And one day, like I probably, you know, I'll, who knows what the future holds, but for now, all I got is me at the end of the day. So be resourceful and learn how to be on your own two feet. Honestly, it's mad empowering. It is a very good feeling and it's 
good to be able to rely on yourself. So don't take that for granted and be strategic on your own behalf. Like be your own knight in shining armor. You know what I'm saying? And maybe you have someone else that is there. And we all do. We all have our friends and family and people, even our YouTube gurus, like people are there to help us. But the doing is on you. Be strategic, especially about money and resources and all this stuff, especially because that's a very real limitation right now in the coronavirus area. Um, But otherwise, (laughs) again, if you're listening to this when it's not coronavirus time, still the same thing. It's good to like not have to rely on everybody to be good on your, on your own two feet. Be strategic um, and be creative. Honestly, being alone and it's just let, I'm letting my brain kind of run wild, like my imagination to run wild a little bit more. And should I partner up with somebody again? It'll be great because it'll be a brand, not a brand new mind, but an evolved mind and a refreshed energy. Um, and that's what I appreciate from this time alone is to feel good about myself again. Um, and doing all these things has been helping me get there little by little. I'm not, again, not saying it's easy. It's been damn hard, but it's very worthwhile. So hope that you're, hope that you, I'm getting you riled up to be about it because it can be really good. Um, and the last thing I'll say that I've learned from being alone that I'm continuing to be alone right now is learn how to be discerning. Discerning is like a really important word that's come into my universe lately. And discerning means having wisdom put into practice. That discerning means that at this point, wherever you are in life, you have, you're always going to be learning. You're always going to be growing and you got to apply that. It's not just like only being in your mind, it becomes something that you really implement into your life. That means you are no longer naive when you know better. You don't self-sabotage or put yourself in circumstances that you know are not good for you. You don't invest your time and energy into things, into activities, into purchases, into people and relationships, into jobs that do not serve you. Um, And it means that your heart is open. Being discerning doesn't mean you're like shutting everything down. Um, because you're not it's discerning doesn't come from a place of like bitterness and being like jaded and twisted um discerning means like I have my eyes open and I'm wise and I'm loving and I am a good person I have integrity and I have discipline and I have the wherewithal to make good decisions um and that's something that's really really important I think it's vital when when you're on your own and even when you're partnered up honestly because a partnership is made up no matter what of, indivi- of individuals and we can't lose ourselves in in others um, whether that's in a family or whether that's in a romantic relationship or a business partnership you still have to be able to stand on your own two feet and for you to be able to do that for me to be able to do that I have to have a discerning eye and a discerning mind and that incorporates a lot of other factors which includes like my physical mental emotional health uh, which I have to learn how to continue to juggle and I'm proud of myself honestly at this point with all of the chaos and the madness and the good and the bad and the beautiful and the ugly that has been my life um, I do want to give myself a little bit of credit like I do think I've become wiser there are certainly things that are so cringy that even in like the not so distant past, like I feel embarrassed and like kicking my own butt over 
and I need to take responsibility and just like sit with that and sit in the sit in the crappiness of that for a second. But I don't know, like increasingly day by day, I have more trust in myself that because of all these other things that I'm doing to help myself, I know I have more I have more faith in myself and more um trust in myself that I will not repeat mistakes that I will maintain this discerning eye because at the end of the day, I have a better sense of what serves me and what doesn't. Um, And I think that it's been healing a lot of relationships. One example of discernment that I'll share with all of you guys is my my family life. To be honest, um, I'm the middle kid. I'm the second baby. I have an older brother and younger brother, and I love them to the freaking moon and back. I have two parents, two amazing Korean immigrant parents that I, I'm going to start crying right now if I start talking about how much I love them. I love them so much. But to be honest, like we are very tight and we've gone through a lot together. And quite frankly, the way that I've grown up in my family unit, it, it can be really overwhelming sometimes. And I had to learn through a lot of trial and error how to discern what is good for me in terms of like my interaction with them. That created more guilt and turmoil in me than I was prepared to deal with. But nonetheless, it was really, really important for me um, to learn how to have boundaries. Guys, another podcast episode. <laughs> Let's talk boundaries. Um, I've really struggled with that. I've really struggled with having like a true boundary that I honor and that I require other people to honor. I have been too lenient, too flexible, too people-pleasing in certain ways, like just to be real, too weak um, to honor those boundaries and to have a discerning eye and to be objective about things that are so close to my heart that are my heart um, and to recognize, hey, spending this much time, even honestly, like when I was going through my breakup, like real talk, like spending this much time talking to my family and to my friends and feeling like I owed everybody an explanation and that they, you know, they love me, they're checking on me. But at times it got to be too much. I was already going through my own emotional hell. I didn't want to worry people, but honestly, I I felt so depleted trying to make sure everybody else felt better about me feeling better. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I wanted to calm everybody's concern. And I do appreciate so much how much love I have in my life. Like, my God, I was like, literally, what do I do? What did I do to deserve all this? Um, but it got to be a lot and I had to be able to stand up for myself and have some wisdom and implement that in practice to tell some members of my family like, yo, I can't talk this much. I need to heal. I need to have time for myself. I need to just lay off, you know, analyzing our family, like alleviating your worries about like my future and everything because I know that they're worried and that took a lot out of me. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I had to stick up for myself in certain ways. And they honored that. They learned to honor that. And they learned how to respect my space. And that was a huge turning point. I felt like that was like a watershed moment for me and my family. 
Um, because it was, it was, we were, we were maturing. Our relationship was maturing. And I had to learn how to separate myself, the emotional side from the logical side, and learn how to have those two integrated in a way that was good for me. Instead of feeling so obligated to like be there for them when I needed to be there for myself and how to voice that in a respectful, loving way where I wasn't like necessarily pushing them away. I was asking for my space and asking for that space to be respected. Um, you know what I mean? And like just having that be cool. Like I had to learn how to do that. And I'm in my 30s, you guys. Like part of me is like, how did I get this far without never learning how to have this kind of conversation? But here we are. And I'm still happy. Because honestly, like realistically, that kind of unbalanced relationship could have continued for probably decades, honestly, forever. And I'm sure that there are families out there who do experience that. And that's not judgment, but that's how important families are to us and to each other. So my heart goes out to anybody dealing with that. It is a lot. So that's just me being real about how I've been learning how to be discerning about my time, about my heart, about my um, mental space and my ability to give and who I need to give to. And in this time of being alone, for me and healing from a, a the end of a relationship and a lot of the turmoil and the fallout from like literally reevaluating my entire freaking life, being in my 30s, being very scared of what the future holds and just like in all aspects of everything, I it was a really important part of this journey. Um, and I think it's important for anybody at any stage. So I hope nobody minimizes that aspect and that you can go inward, learn how to trust yourself, learn how to build consistency, good habits, to be intentional, be proactive about it, and be creative, be strategic, be your biggest advocate, be your biggest cheerleader. That is a very tall order for normal people because I think any normal person is riddled with insecurities, a lot of self-criticism, probably a limitation to like how worthy you feel of love and good things. But again, the self-love thing, that conversation is so real, y'all. Like that needs to be addressed. It is no small feat, but it is doable. Um, so in your alone time, yeah, I put a lot out there. These are like all the heaviest things probably one could put out there. But it doesn't all have to be like these big heavy things too. Like literally just find a hobby, go paint. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Make a playlist that you like listening to every day. I don't know. There's so many things. Like read your favorite book. There's a lot of other things besides the like introspection. But like if you approach it intentionally, that's when it's great. Um, but anyway, I really believe that this is actually an extension of a lot of like spiritual awakening. That is something that has been really, really key for me in surviving and thriving in this in this particular chapter of my life. It has been so intense, but completely worthwhile. I'm not telling or suggesting that you go like throw yourself off an emotional cliff and like suddenly just, you know, if you're willing to like dive, like, Maybe you're like bungee jumping or like, what's the word? Base jumping. Maybe that's your cup of tea. Maybe you're feeling that bold and courageous to do that right now. 
by all means, go for it. But I also think like collectively, there is a mass spiritual awakening happening in this world right now. Again, if you're listening to this anytime in the spring of 2020, um, we have kind of come to a point of humanity and the, the globe and the global society has gotten smaller and smaller every freaking day in terms of understanding how interconnected we are and how small this earth is and how limited resources actually are and what the stakes are at this point. I'm grateful for this pause, for this global pause that is happening, for this recognition of how interdependent we are and how independent we need to be in order to have some sort of balanced interdependence. That's a big thing to say, but um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I, the optimist in me, the one that has faith in humanity, that we are on this collective hero's journey. This is like a dark, dark moment. I'm not going to like take away from that, but this is where we get tested. This is where the ego needs to burn away. This is where the bad habits need to die. And we are getting our asses handed to us for our betterment. And any one of you, I challenge you to look back on a time where you went through something really, really tough. That was your time of big, of your greatest growth. There were times there was a breakup, there was a loss, there was, um, you know, a broken bone or a lost something. Like, whenever you face something really difficult, I bet you, like, you look back on that, and you're like, yo, I got through that. And there's a pride or like a sense of accomplishment and a recognition that that was really, really crucial for shaping you into the person that you became. Okay. And so I think collectively on a humanitarian like level, we are dealing with that right now. And again, that's a very big statement to say, but that's what to my core I feel like is happening. And we can make the best of it or we can make the worst of it. And I really, really hope that if you're listening to me and you've listened to me speak on this for the last hour, that you will take that as a good challenge for you to elevate yourself. Because if you elevate yourself for real, and I'm not talking like the fake it till you make it. I'm like, do the work, go inside, take time, be disciplined, be brave, be loving, be like audaciously loving and compassionate to yourself and like unyielding, like be relentless in defending yourself, your family, your loved ones. If you go on that with that love and you go with that like, determination and commitment, we will all be better for it. I I really believe if everybody collected the billions of us on earth, each got better in some aspect, 1% each day, that is a massive shift in a positive direction. If we can forgive one person a day, if we can help one person a day, if we can appreciate one person, like if everyone did that, Holy crap, like the the impact of that is tremendous. So I don't take lightly the fact that people listen to my voice. Like part of me like has wondered like who even am I to speak on any of this? You know what? I'm a regular person just like the rest of you guys. All of us. Even Joe Rogan and even Tim Ferriss and Oprah. We all just people. We're all just trying to do the best we can in this short amount of time that we have on earth that is not guaranteed to us so in light of all of this i don't know all all of this all of it um let's just take it in calmly but passionately like go in with your whole self and have faith you know, I'm not, I'm not a supremely religious person, but I'm very spiritual and I still have a lot of faith in a higher being. Um, 
and I'm not encouraging you to go one way or another, but just like have faith. I do hope you have faith in something, in hope, in love, in light, in humanity. Um, We're all capable of good things, great things, extraordinary things. And uh, we're capable of, of surmounting tremendous challenges in our life. We are all capable of that. And I think if you look back, there is some time where you felt at some point like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, but you did because you're sitting here now and you're listening to me talk. Like you got through something. Proof. There is proof. I'm sure that you have more than adequate proof that you are capable of facing challenges head on and coming out the side, other side intact and probably smarter, wiser, more appreciative of life because of it. So let this be that. Um, we all going to be alone, technically, you know, physically, social distancing. That's the name of the game right now. Think of others. Don't be selfish where you like your comfort, your pleasure supersedes the betterment of like those who need our help right now. And the people that need our help right now are the caretakers, the doctors, the nurses, the first responders, the people like they need us to chill. Um, on the resource side, do not hoard. Do not do everything based out of fear. Be logical. Be strategic. Be creative. Be resourceful. Don't hoard and don't spread panic. Don't spread fear. Do not spread hate and hostility. Take care of yourselves and take care of each other. We will be okay. You will not be alone forever. And when you are good with being alone, like Man, the power and the freedom that comes from that makes us that much better to be there for each other, okay? So wherever you are in life, like I got you, I send you love, I send you light, I want you to be good and healthy um, and take care of yourselves, okay? This is way longer than I expected to be, but you know what? This has been very liberating for me um, to speak on this. This is definitely different than a previous episode that I recorded when I was in Texas. So I'm very grateful I got to reflect and have some time to like regroup before putting this one out into the universe because I feel a lot better about it. Um, I do want to do a shout out to Marvin, you're my audio engineer and producer. If this uh, episode can be uplifting to anybody. Uh, and if you enjoyed it, please share. Please share with me like what y'all are listening to. Like you, Anyone can email me, first of all, pod at gmail.com. And I really want to sh- uh, send love to my Patreon patrons. Thank you guys so much for being there to support me. I know that there's like a lot of uncertainty in the future, but um, helping me keep the microphone on, the Wi-Fi on is not lost on me. I'm just so grateful for that, for you guys, for your support and for the community we've built. Um, and if that's anything that anybody is interested in, I do not expect anything at this point, but you can go to patreon.com slash first of all podcast and become a backer of this podcast. We will be doing our Google Hangouts. I'm thinking about doing some like live streams and stuff. Um, that sounds fun or I don't know if you do Q and A. I don't know. I don't even know if that's somebody, some that's something people want. Um, but I'd be down to do that. Also, if you do want uh, some, I still have stickers available. I have the everything's going to be okay, which I feel like is even more relevant right now. Um, the I am enough sticker and uh, resilient AF. 
stickers. You can find that on my Instagram on First of All Pod. You can follow me at Minjeezy for my personal Instagram. And uh, yeah, you can find First of All Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Radio Public, Spotify, and everywhere else that you find podcasts. Please leave a five-star rating and review. Subscribe, share with a friend, whatever. There, There are more conversations coming your way. And thank you so much to everybody who's been supportive. I'm, you know, past 100 episodes, guys. It's not gonna stop. So I'm here to stay, I guess. And uh, yeah, thank you to Aquafina for use of her song Yellow Ranger for the intro. Thank you to Uzahan for use of his song Uzu Trap for the outro. I will get more creative. Um, if you guys have suggestions for music that would be dope to share, send it my way. Um, if you want to sponsor, like I'm looking for sources of income straight up. I would love to get to know your brand and see if we would be a good partnership. So hit me up. Again, first of all, pod at gmail.com. Until next time, stay safe, stay, stay healthy. I can't even believe I got this far and I'd say, wash your freaking hands, okay? Like literally this coronavirus should be the biggest, wash your freaking hands and cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze. And if you cough and sneeze into your hand, which I don't suggest you do, like cough or sneeze into your elbow so that your hands remain clean, And if you do cough or sneeze into your hand, don't touch anybody or anything as much as possible. Like, go wash your hands after that. Carry some hand sanitizer. I know that's, like, low supply, but just to be smart. And that's something that we should be doing all day, every day, all year round, coronavirus or not. So let this be, like, literally a reset button on our hygiene and habits because that's something that should be a practice all the time. All of us, okay? No matter who you are, where you are. I will translate this PSA into all the other languages so people can all understand it's important to wash your hands. Um, and do it well. Like, go on TikTok. I don't know. TikTok's having all sort of, like, music challenges, teaching people how to wash their hands properly. So there are resources out there, you guys. Be resourceful. Y'all are smarter than that. Be the smart one. Spread your love and light. Educate others. I will talk to you later. I love you. Bye. Came in 88 with a dream all so bright eyed. They knew right away, sink or swim, there's no lifelines. Cutting their teeth on the move, nobody's filling these shoes. Balling on a budget, at the golden arch, a super size number two. Cash. Way that the world ain't budging. Gotta make a power move. Deep in the darkest dungeons, I'm digging up my own rule. Hands on the plow. Keep my head down. Sweat on my brow. Don't make a sound. Pay my dues now. Hi, I'm Marvin. And I'm Rira. We're the host of Books and Boba, a book club and podcast dedicated to books by Asian and Asian American authors. Every month we pick a book by an Asian author to read and discuss on the show. We read a wide variety of genres from contemporary to historical fiction, fantasy to memoirs, and crime thrillers to romance. Some of our past book club picks are Pachinko by Min Jin Lee, Sorcerer to the Crown by Zen Cho, and Devotion of Suspect X by Keigo Higashino. We also go over what's new in the Asian American literary world and chat with some talented Asian authors about their work. So whether you want to start reading for fun again or diversify your TBR list, we got your Asian literature cravings covered. For more info, check out our website at booksandboba.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective.